Well, welcome back to another uh, episode of Midmitten Gaming. Uh, we're your hosts, Jeff and Juice or Jacob. And so uh, we're we're happy to be back uh, doing a podcast. And uh, so today you can expect that uh, we're going to talk a bit about our hobby, hobby progress, and then we're going to uh, jump into talking about another Freeblades faction. Uh, this time, the Rular just gave away. So, um, Jacob, how's uh, how's your hobby progress? Yeah, so um, it's going pretty well. I uh, painted up a Wandering Wizard, DGS Games, uh, basically a clone of Gandalf. Uh, you can see that there on our Discord. Uh, if you want to, it's under the uh, painting showcase. But tried my hand at OSL for the second time for my buddy Scott was painting it up for him. And um, he was uh, one of the winners for the giveaways in the podcast. Really appreciate him sharing that and everything. Um, but yeah, I was excited to paint it up for him and give it to him. I think it looks pretty decent. Uh, it's only my second time with object source lighting. So basically you have a something on the miniature, like a lamp in this case, that is shining a light and you're trying to recreate that light in the miniature. So um, I really enjoyed the challenge and enjoyed painting it. How about yourself? Yeah, I uh, honestly, I've been my hobby progress has been learning a new program called Fantasy Grounds. I spent a lot of time clicking around and trying to learn that. Uh, it's a new uh, platform for us to play online, Pathfinder. So I've been doing that. And then uh, I got, I call her Esmeralda, but I have a miniature over here I'm trying to do some high contrast work on. She is not turning out but that's all right. It's, uh, you know, mistakes help you uh, do things better. Then I'm working on one of the giveaways, uh, a bandit mercenary crossbowman working for uh, one of the guys who. Oh, yeah, I forgot to uh, work on a law bot. Sorry, throwing that out there for uh, oh, Wildless yeah. Exodus. Yep. Very cool. Well, um,. I'm also I'm also sitting here I'm sitting next to a box of Africa Core uh bolt action starter army that I think I'm gonna dig into start I didn't know this but it comes with plastic cannon artillery it's actually an anti air gun that's leveled and starts shooting tanks in Africa um out of desperation and found out it worked really well. Thus the tiger was born. So, uh, today we're going to be digging the Grular a little bit more uh, deeply. So I think, Jacob, you have you have something for us, something to read for us about the right? Yeah, so straight from uh, World Anvil here. The Grular Invaders, as they're called. Multitudes of Grular roam the world in pursuit of adventure, plunder, and battle. Young Grular are raised on the stories of legendary Grular free bands and their adventures. Oral histories and lessons are passed through sagas to those who dream of the chance to follow in their hero's footsteps. Joining a free band is the primary path for Grular to rise above their birth and earn a greater place among Grular society. To the Grular, to roam the world is a chance at glory, and glory is a reason for living. 
the leadership of the free band is usually um, the right of the Korkon, and they are most often the ones to receive the call of their clan. Uh, free bands are the ideal opportunity for Korkon to demonstrate their leadership and prowess in battle, stoking their reputation among the clans and um, cons. Renowned Korkons and their free bands can be hired between clans to increase the wealth and fame of their lords and people. Competition for a place among the most famous free bands serving as the side of the most notorious Korkons is often a life-or-death selection process. It is therefore of little wonder that Grular free bands can be found ranging far and wide throughout all of Phalon. Awesome. So yeah, that's a, yeah, a little blurb from them. Um, they actually have a really cool, rich history. If you ever get the chance to get on World Anvil uh, with DGS Games there and read some of it, uh, become one of their patrons, or um, you know, just kind of go through the Freeblades World Anvil um, page, uh, they have some really, I think, unique history. They're very similar to like a Mongolian tribe, would you say, Jeff? Probably. Yeah, DGS tries to model a lot of their factions off of real world uh, peoples. And so the Grular are modeled after the Mongolian horse archers that uh, uh, raided across Asia and then down into Byzantium. Eventually, yeah. So they, I, uh, my one of my favorite factions is uh, Kandor, the undead faction. And they have a really rich history with Grular. They actually hate them, but <laughs> yeah, the Grular aren't real well liked. By a lot of the, they're very their passionate. Own, their <laughs> own people. They're they're the they're of the people called Simker, uh, which are essentially orcs, if you will. They aren't really orcs in Balon, but they're about as orky as they get. Are the Simker, but then you have the Kandor that broke off from the Grular, and it's called um, Simker Migration, and uh, it's essentially refugees. And so you have the Kandoran down in the south, but then in the north are the uh, Varkralin, who have shod their religious, the religiosity of the Bar, and are actually an atheistic culture. Yeah, well, so there's a lot of a lot of more depth to the free bands in general and yeah. uh like the one he mentioned before that's actually that's in the world of phalon but it is not a free band yet yeah yes being the yet, keyword yet. but i'm really excited you can uh the truth seeker uh just the, the side uh, the truth seeker is a uh bar crawling so you can get one anyway he's gorgeous by the way so a uh, couple of things. We're going to get into the starter box set here, talk a little bit about um, some of the interesting things about the starter box and stuff like that. But uh, uh, we'll talk. A, they have some unique uh, faction rules here. So the first one is flank march. This is the general faction rule that Grular get. In a free band led by the Korkon, a Gru the Grular player may keep one cavalry model off the table at deployment. In the movement phase of any turn, the model can arrive from any table edge. That includes your opponent's table edge. And so this is really interesting because the Grular, one, there's a mounted model, I think it's a hero, in the starter set. Well, that's cool. You can bring them on and they can come on any table edge. 
But the Grular are also the only faction that's, yeah, the only faction right now that can run a fully mounted faction. All horses. Yep. They have two or three followers that are mounted, and then a number of heroes. Yeah, the uh, go ahead. The marauder, marauder is the mounted um, one, I believe. Yeah, in the starter. So we'll oh, get to okay, that in a minute. Cool. But yeah, they're, so their faction assembly rules. So we didn't do this with the uh, bandits, uh, mostly because they don't really have a faction faction assembly rule, other than you can only have one of any hero, except the highwaymen. You can have multiple. Men. That's bandit. But for the uh, Grular invaders here. Uh, their faction assembly rule is that they may not have more demon heroes than non-demon heroes. May have a third marauder or impaler if above 251 base cost. That's really interesting. Both of those are mounted options. A Grular freeband containing any non-marauder cavalry models may not include any demon models except the Gadarl. That's yeah, so essentially what that boils down to is if you're going to run a cavalry list, you're going to be running all cavalry. You're not going to be splashing too many demons in there. Um, with that being said, I guess we can talk a little bit about their lore too. So you noticed in the beginning it says may not have more demon heroes than non-demon. So there is the separate um, demon faction. The Grular, however, in their lore have allied themselves with the demons. They are probably one of the only factions i mean technically um falcaran have but um they they have allied with the ones that have demons of less moral you know high ground less <laughs> a little bit more rocky and the yeah moral repute um so they they're able to take quite a few of the different heroes and i think the azakalar um, is the is the only one that can't take and that's the demon faction Zachar, yeah, the yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I believe so too. So they can they can have some really interesting options with that, definitely. Yeah, they have a lot of different builds. So uh, just a, a little more with the lore, the background here, which I think uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, I know Jacob mentioned this a minute ago, but like the the lore for Phalon is incredibly deep. It's fantastic. Um, and so the lore for the Grular here is like, and kind of demons, is the demons are from another realm called Carillon. And uh, basically it sucks there. It's not terrible, but it's not happy either. And so they like Phalon a lot more than Carillon. The demons do. They'd rather live here. But, uh, you know, free peoples don't want them, most of the free peoples don't want them to live here because they are monsters. Um, like straight from nightmare, a lot of, and so, uh, but the, so they don't want them to live here. Uh, but the Rular, because they're horse marauders, you know, going every which way, like they don't really care. <laughs> and so that's part of the reason why they've allied. And one of the reasons that they've allied is because if they were to move to a new location, they aren't going to live in their current location, so they'll give that location the uh to the demons <clears throat> so you're following the lore for uh Phelan. you can be looking forward to the 
bright sword coming up. I'll say about that. <laughs> so with that, uh, let's go ahead and go over the models in the starter box. So the Grular Invaders starter box, it comes with um, a Corcon, which is the leader, a Warlock, which is their caster, a Marauder, which I touched on already, uh, a Gad, a Gadarl. Gadarl, yeah. Cra- yeah, sorry, I'm going to butcher some of these. A Krang, a Bludgeoneer, um, and that's it. Krang and Bludgeoneer. The and the Marauder is mounted, right? The Marauder is mounted, yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so what, yeah. What's, what's really interesting, so the Corcon, I guess we'll start, uh, we'll start with the Corcon. Juice, uh, what do you, what do you what do you like about the Corcon? Well, uh, he's one of the only, I think, not if not the only um, leaders in the game right now that gets a mounted and unmounted option. Um, so you can choose him at the mounted level for a little bit more gold cost, or the unmounted level. And you get um, that's the, really which, nice. Which one do you get in the starter box? You get the unmounted version in yeah. the starter box. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um. Otherwise, though, he's just kind of a a beef stick. You know, he's got uh, he can hit pretty hard. He's got a um, D twelve Mar and a spike drop. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. It's a special specialized weapon. That's it, for Grular, but it does a D eight damage and it has the deadly quality, which is really awesome. Um, deadly is where your threshold causes a critical hit on a threshold eight instead of a 10. So when you're rolling exploding dice, like the free blade system is that can make a whole world of difference when you go eight above your target and you've crit instead of having to go 10 above. I mean, or it's really nice. Or if you're able to lower your opponent's defense down, uh, you might be able to crit without spiking. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of nice. So with that too, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I might as well go over the stats. So the yeah, base yeah. stats for the leader, the Korkani, he's a speed six. So they're pretty, pretty fast. They're not the fastest, but they're, you know, very agile. Um, he's got the shield breaker special ability, which is uh, an attack with the morning star. He also has morning star that uh, with this weapon ignores the first plus one of any shield or weapon based ability-based modifiers to the defense. So he can lower their defense a little bit, especially Hereldans, that kind of thing. He can get around their defense a little easier. He's and, defense four, armor value five. Oh, go ahead. Well, and so he's got a D12 Mar with two weapons. So that means he gets two attacks at a D12 Mar, right? Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty That's pretty good. That's sweet. Uh, yeah, and they're both D8s, so it's really nice. You can crit with the spike draw and drag, and then... Morning Star, you can kind of hit around their shield. It's kind of got a fun combo. Um, he's three life points, like most leaders are. His discipline is a D12, like most leaders. And then uh, as far as special abilities go, he's got one defensive talent, parry one. Um, you know, his parry is decent. He's, that D12 Mar is going to get you places. Uh, he also has the uh, taunt special ability, which uh, is a little bit situational, but if ready and unengaged, you can replace your normal activation with a taunt action. Uh, you choose an enemy within line of sight 12 inches, and uh, they must have not activated yet or or been placed on uh, or or must be on hold or delay. <clears throat> and you make a discipline test uh, targeting them. If you succeed, they have to immediately charge you. Well, basically, think, aren't you plus one for the discipline test, or am I thinking of the spells that give that? Maybe. Probably for the spells. But leaders get plus one on their 
skill checks. Well, yeah, but this discipline doesn't this, count. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So yeah, okay, um, no plus one. So it's just a yeah. flat disc check. Nice. Yeah, but your D12, I mean, you usually would use it to taunt some outliers. You know, it can be kind of situ fun situationally, especially with... Uh, um, Make that the, archer charge you. Mm -hmm. Or the Grular in general, they have a lot of mobility with the uh, horses. So um, you can have somebody charge you and then, you know, do some really fun moves with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all around, he's, he's a pretty decent leader. Um Jeff, do you have any other things to touch on him, or you want to move on to the warlock? Yeah, he's he's a fine leader. Uh, the only thing I don't like about him is he only has parry one. He's not the only leader that only has parry one. Um, but man, the two attacks at D twelve is. I've seen him do some work. That's for sure. So I I haven't played against Grular very often, and so very much at all. I'm hoping you change that because I really do. I think they're very interesting. Um. Yeah, let's move on to the warlock. What what do his stats look like? So, um, warlock again. Uh, he is unique. He is for sure the only caster that has a mounted option. <laughs> yep. And, so and that... he's the he's the uh he is the caster for the faction, right? Yes, he the, is the, the caster starter, for the, the faction. Box yep. And um, he's speed seven, so he's pretty fast. But most wizards are unarmored, so they have that he's got the shadow spear d8 which is a really cool looking spear for weapon um in particular he has the summoner ability and that allows him to gain a plus one to his casting rolls for summoning normally when you summon something you need a um four on your d10 but in his case he only needs a three on a d10 because of his summoning rule and uh he also that has... might not sound like that might not sound like a lot but like uh, you and I both failed lots of casting rolls by one. Yeah, especially for me, for Kandor. Yep. But even for you, when you play any of the Spirit Warriors, like it can make a whole lot of difference. You yep. know. Yep. Uh, summons are uh, pretty risky to go with because you need them, and that TN4, you wouldn't think it's a big deal, but it's a 70% versus a 90% casting rate, so... Yeah. Also, I really like his sculpt. I mean, I'll say this is a side option, but he um he's he just looks like a really cool sculpt to me um i've never he's actually my favorite probably thing about the grular i would play them more or have them probably if um you know if he if i could you maybe customize a few things about him then I, I i could definitely get into that but he's he was one of the things that i was like oh man this guy's really cool um his sculpt so, is awesome yeah so he uses shadow magic um We'll get to that a little bit more in a minute, but um, he has the standard wizard stats, D10 car, 15 power to spend on it. But he also has Fear Craver. Now, this is kind of fun. Each time an enemy fails a morale or fear test, this the caster, if unpanicked, may gain plus two power. Um, so that can be really great. I mean, because there's a, a few spells in his toolbox that can help with that. Um, and then there's also, it just happens in the battlefield quite a bit in Free Blades. So. So this this guy's spell list is fantastic. I I'm a huge fan of this guy's spell list. So he he's got his typical like curse minus one, the targets minus two die levels mar rar, and that's that's pretty typical. But then then he goes on and so he gets um 
you can like make a model reluctant where they have to pass a this test to charge you. I think that's what that means. Um, and then he gets uh, twisted image for one mana, and the target becomes fearsome. So he can give one of his allies fearsome, which will cause a fear test. Well, that's pretty great. Yeah, a lot of times you throw that on one of your like the marauder would be a good example because he's so fast you get up there and it just gives him that extra little push you or, know, throw or even your leader you know? well i was gonna say throw it on krang or the bludgeoner and just charge to get into contact and cause that fear test and it's a yeah. throwaway model if the combat doesn't go your way or whatever you know right uh he also has a this this is quite possibly one of the one of the meanest spells in the game. It only costs two power. It's called Shadow Mind. Uh, target unengaged enemy takes a spirit test six, which is that's decently high. Most of them are rolling a d8 for that. If it fails, it immediately makes all of its melee attacks against itself. None of the target's abilities may be applied to the attack, just mar, melee weapon, defense, and armor value. So if you do this to... Somebody with multiple attacks, not like the Corcon, for example. Yeah, as an example, if you're fighting another Grular Freeban, he'd have to attack himself twice. Um, a great one of the models I've seen this used to, to great effect against is the uh, Berserker, because he's a he's a armor or defense four with armor two, and uh, he gets. Uh, Two attacks, and so he gets he attacks himself twice, and it's really sad. Now, unlike it said though, like if you did it on a Corcon, deadly would not apply to the attack against himself, but it's still pretty brutal. Two d8s, and you're hitting yourself with it. A so actually, deadly would apply because even though it says well, right it here says that just it's Mar melee weapon, and deadly is part of the melee weapon. Oh, well, abilities are like talents off to the side so that would be if he had uh, accurate strike like that wouldn't apply that would really suck yeah <laughs> yeah that that doesn't apply okay like interesting yeah yeah it's even better and then uh, Juice what's your favorite spell in the list uh, well you know this is not a surprise but the uh, summon Zacherlash you can summon this Zacherlash which is a demon but it's like this Basically, like a rock golem. Yeah, it's on, a, it's on a forty it. millimeter base, so it's a, it's a much bigger yeah. model. But the Zacherlash itself is just a sweet model, and I, you know I'm all, I'm all for summoning things. But Zacherlash, it's not very fast, but it has uh, D10 Mar, hits pretty hard. It has AV6. It gets fearsome, which we talked about earlier. It gets um, Mountaineer. It can run through mountain terrain really easily. It gets tireless, which um, basically makes it where it's immune to sleep and stuff. That doesn't come up a whole lot, but and then Bone Crusher, which um, is bone causes, yeah, threshold five for a critical hit on a successful melee attack instead of ten. So it's even better than what we were talking about with Deadly earlier. It's like threshold five instead, which is awesome. Yeah. So if you can get like if you can get. Uh, an, opponent's an opponent's defense down and roll mediocre on an attack. And if, if the Zacherlash spikes his uh, attack roll against you, you can just kiss yourself goodnight because you're, you're about to die massively. And, so, yep, and he's 
he's only one of two summoners, the Kandor and the Warlock are the only ones that have the ability. Well, no, I'm sorry. And the serpent, um, snake, snake lady from gosh, I can't remember her name. Anyway, there's only three that can summon like a larger 40 mil base at the moment. Yep. Um, so that that's good for lane blocking. Really good for lane blocking. So. Yep. And Zacharlash is just a monster. D10 to hit, D10 to damage. He's uh he's just, fearsome. Yep. And and then that fearsome. So the Zacharlash, you spend three to summon the Zacharlash. He charges. If they fail their fear test, you get two of that back. Yep. And not only that, but um, you know. He's a summon, so he's going to disappear anyway. So having him fail, fail their fear test, he gets to do something the next turn if they're... Or, I'm sorry, not with Fearsome. That just lowers their um, Melee, dice levels. It lowers stuff. their mm -hmm. Mar, which could make it harder for them to parry his attacks or whatever. It's, that's a, yeah, it's that, nice. The, I, uh, I did a game a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had a great time. It was a fun game. Uh, but I uh, summoned the Zacharlash four times in the game. That's like only spell I cast the entire game was summon Zacharlash. So nice. And I got I got two two of the mana back off of Fear Craver. Otherwise the, the first oh, time I the first time I summoned it I didn't even make contact so now Fear Craver is within eighteen inches, right? Uh no I don't think so. That's true. Oh wow. Well, That's really good. It doesn't say I looked, but we'd yeah. have to look that up. Yeah there's no I don't think there's any as long as somebody fails they're on the in the encounter area, if somebody fails their fear test, it's really good. I'm surprised. Well, that doesn't have that. This was brought up recently. Um, unless you run a lot of demon allies, and even a lot of the demons don't have fearsome, but unless you run a lot of the demon allies, like multiple Zacharlashes, which you can take as part of a uh, free band, a, a Grular free band, um, unless you do something like that, there aren't a lot of the Grular. I don't think any of the Grular right now have Fearsome. So, Unless he gives it to him, yeah. Yeah, if you run an all Grular uh, list with no demons, uh, you have no models that have Fearsome on their own. Right. And now, so, on the flip side of that, though, if you fight like Kandor, which has a lot of Fearsome models, even if your model fails a fear test, I believe you still get the power, right? That's correct, yep. So, so I mean, plus to you, you're like, hey, that follower is a wimp. Give me your energy that's where you just throw your followers at the fearsome things so they fail <laughs> we're gonna sacrifice um we're not done with the box set that's just two of the heroes out of the box set but i i do this is worth noting um the rular do have an alternative caster uh called the more cool and the more cool is the demon's main uh only caster right now and so uh, you can bring him. Now, he's a weaker caster, but he's a beast in combat, so it's kind of a trade-off. But that's that's just an aside that I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so with that, we'll segue into the only demon in the starter box, the Gadarl. Um, the Gadarls are... You have nightmares about her from uh, our Bright Sword <laughs> uh, games? Yeah, she is, she is a beast. Um most definitely her fa my favorite ability for her is her weapon morph uh, weapon morph allows her to uh, she's a hero i didn't know if i said that but it allows her to choose any non-magical weapon used by any friendly with it uh, with which to make your melee and ranged at attacks each activation you retain those until your next activation you can also choose a weapon from an enemy which you are 
engaged you have engaged with it in the previous turn. So uh, basically, you can choose your weapon um, for the most part. You can pick and choose. One thing that's really nice with her, she can she can get a bow from an enemy or a, um, a short bow from an ally as well. So she can have a ranged attack beginning of the game. Yeah, well, and uh, the, she, the Marauder starts with a bow, and so you also start with a bow. Yeah, she has a D8 RAR, which isn't bad. Uh, her melee is a little bit better. She has a D10 MAR to hit. Um, but you can change weapon whenever you want, you know, and make it advantageous. Uh, one nice thing is if you're fighting against Falcaren or uh, pretty much anybody that has a spear, take their spear. You uh, now have standoff, standoff, which is awesome. Uh, you know, if you want to keep her back a little bit, you could stand behind the Zachary Lash that has fearsome and stab some. It's really nice. Cool, cool. Yeah. So her defense is a five. She has three AV. She has two life points. Her discipline is a D10. And uh, like you said, the, she has the weapon morph special ability. She's a demon. And uh, that, that comes with some, some tags there. So demons, you're a creature of Carillon. Certain game effects will limit or benefit you because of this. And hero's honor does not apply to you as attacker or defender. So that's what demons. Um, she also has dodge one, uh, with an agility of a D12. She has a spirit of D10, and then she also has disguise. So not only can she pick any weapon on the game to use, both melee, uh, or ranged, right, in on the field to use, but then she also um has this great ability where you can't even target her until either she targets you or you make a knowledge seven test. Super annoying. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, she can, she can, uh, she's pretty good. Yeah, and she can also trick you on a bridge and make you believe she's your friend. And then kill your ranger. Yeah, and then kill your ranger. <laughs> yeah, not that that's ever happened to anybody here. Yeah. We had, we had a great, we were playing Brightsword, the role-playing game for this, and they had seen this. They'd been kind of following another free band for a while, and they saw one of that free band's members that they had met in a bar running up to them, asking for help, being chased by these wimpy, wimpy little demons. And they, and uh, so they told her to go back and hang with the archer while she, you know, while they took care of the wimpy demon. Well, so she went back there. Big demons ambushed the people who went to deal with the wimpy demons, and that was kind of spooky. And then she shifted into another, into her real form, and put her claw through the rancher's stomach. It was not a sad occasion. We protected her for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I should have so left her and not th that combat. She should have just kept being disguised until like it was like you guys were later on and like two. Later. Right, wait till the boss fight. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, that would have been so wrong. Sup, hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, because it was brutal enough. And then yeah. So uh, next we'll go to the crane, and this is uh, the first follower that, in the list. Well, uh, we got one more hero. We got one more hero. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Marauder. Yeah, first. Yeah, let's do the Marauder, and then we'll go to the crane. Fine. Uh, so yeah, the Marauder it comes in the starter box as the mounted version, but it does have an option to be a dismounted version. Not in the box, but um, you know, as a, in general, when building your free band, um, Marauder is speed ten. 
Uh, this is one of the fastest, if not fastest, uh, cavalry in the game because the Hereldans are armored horses. They're a little bit heavier, so they're slower. And then uh, the Ventrax, which you can also take as Grular, I think is speed 10. Right, it's Jeff? speed 10, but it has fly. So I would argue that yeah. if they have fly, they are faster than the horses. Yeah. By yeah. Just by option. They have more options. To avoid terrain and stuff. But uh, D8 Mar, so decent, has the Morningstar again. So you'll see that as a theme in Grular. Has Shield Breaker with that Morningstar D8 damage. Uh, also has a D10 bow. So this is where we talked about that horse light art, light cavalry um, with a short bow. Uh, has a, um, well, actually it says comp bow. So. Yeah, composite bow. So that's a 10, yeah. 20, 30 range. Yeah, so huge range, especially when you're playing on a 4x4 area. Defense 4, armor value 4, 2 life points. So a little bit squishy, but really not bad. 4-4 uh, is, is not terrible. Um, and with that, too, has the ability called Harasser. Uh, you may take a range attack even if you make a break-off action or evade action, or, or, sorry, or evade reaction this turn. You may also shoot through your rear facing. So it kind of gives you that... Um, feel like the mongolian art um you know horseback riders where they're kind of doing these crazy tricks you know going upside down turning backwards on the saddle shooting a bow and um that that can be really advantageous with that speed especially you know you get trapped by somebody you're like okay see you later walk away shoot them yeah you know, or, most of the time you can't do that yeah and harasser includes elusive one and so uh what's kind of fun about that is you can you can, if you're engaged, or sorry, light cavalry includes elusive one, and so which she also has. So if you, you if somebody charges you, you go okay, I'll just take the charge, and then on your turn, you know if you haven't moved yet, and then on your turn you just leave the combat and shoot them back. It's very mean. Yep. So she's she's pretty solid as a range character, very fast. Um, her dismounted version, I'm just looking at that as well, is also very cool. So, And this is the only cavalry in the starter box, so this is yep. the one that you would use that faction ability for if you're playing at 150 points. Yep. So um, you would be able to keep this guy off the table at deployment, and then in the movement phase of any turn, he can just come out of nowhere. He's speed 10, so you can go 10 inches into the board, he has the third, 10, 20, 30 inch shooting. So turn one, come in and do some damage. Yep. Or whatever turn, really, you know. But. All yeah. right. <laughs> I found a typo on World Anvil. So uh, onto the Krang. Um, speed is seven. Uh, this is a, our first follower that we're going to talk about. Speed is seven. R is a D6. Uh, for the melee weapons, he actually has a Spike Draka, or Spike Drak, uh, which is D8 deadly again. Um, he has no RAR, uh, so he's not doing any kind of ranged attacks. He is a Defense 5 AN. So that's a, I think it's Angrong or something like that. I can't remember the name for it, but it's like a parry, uh, an advanced parry dagger. It's uh, there to help you with defense, um, but he's not going to attack with it, I don't think. And then he has armor value 3. He only has 1 life point. And then disc D6. Now his talents are both kind of cool. He has uh, Wild Charge, which lets him add, I think, a D6 to his charge range. 
So he speeds 7, which gives him a 14-inch charge range, and then you get to add a D6 to that. And so you can take some risks and charge some people that are really, really far away make that charge. Um, the other special that he gets uh, is Flurry. And so Flurry is pretty cool. I'll open that up here just for a second. So uh, for the purpose of Pylon, he counts as two combatants. So, you know, I've been talking about with the deadly or whatever, lowering your opponent's defense enough. So if you get the uh, Corcon in there with his two attacks, and then you put a Krang in as well, that's going to lower the target's defense by uh, two. And so if they're defense four, now they're defense two. So uh, that's going to start to make those uh, those uh, things deadly, yeah. deadly or bone crusher. If you got a Lash in there, it's going to start to make that stuff look like uh, it might actually trigger pretty easily. Yeah, and then uh, last for the starter box anyway is the Bludgeoner. Uh, Bludgeoner is pretty basic. He doesn't have any special abilities, but what he does have that most of the faction does not have is a weapon with a D10 damage. He has a flail, which also has the shield breaker ability. His Mar is a D8, so it's pretty decent for uh, followers as far as they go. Yeah, Speed that's seven. great for a follower. Um, same otherwise, though, defense or a little bit worse defense. Defense four. AV one, AV three, and then life points one. His discipline's a D four, so that's pretty bad. Throw him but, into, um, get that. Throw him against a fearsome model, so you get the fear craver thing going off. <laughs> oh yeah, ironically too. So this is I don't know why, but like Jeff said earlier, our, as far as local meta goes, we haven't played against Grular a whole lot. But one of the ironic things is anytime I have seen Grular. For whatever reason, the Bludgeoner always does better than the Krang. I don't know why. If you look at their stats, I feel like the Krang would be a better overall model. But anybody I've ever known that's played, like the Bludgeoner does well. Does really well, excellent. the Bludgeoner, I think here's why. I think the Krang needs a little bit of finesse to use. And so a lot of the Krang's ability is actually flurry. is really good for this faction, especially if you're running dismounted. Um, the Krang is very good. Uh, but the bludgeoner with his d8 mar and melee weapon uh his flail d10 although that's pretty straightforward and easy to use you don't you don't need to be you don't need to like have any kind of tactical mindset to do that right and if he dies he dies and if he doesn't he hits (laughs) yeah so that's pretty cool most of the time if you can get the charge off he'll be really good yeah yeah or Um, he's also really good supporting a hero supporting another hero and, and yeah, where's Zacharlash? Yeah, and there's one other thing I want to say it's with the Bludgeoner. So he has a flail D10. So guess what your Gadarl's melee damage starts at? Your Gadarl will be using a flail as her primary melee weapon most of the time with her weapon morph ability doing a D10 shield breaker. Yeah, so she becomes a D10, D10 for melee, which is yep. really nice. So you uh, that... really have two D10s in the group. That, those D10 for damage, they make a difference. I mean, I play Heraldin, which uh, depending on who you're playing in Heraldin, you get a lot of long swords, which are D8 damage. And I feel like that D- D10, like you don't realize that it makes so much of a difference, but I feel like it when you're fighting heavy army, heavy AV, heavy armor ta- um, free bands like uh, Kazarg or even Heraldin, D10s are just, it comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so with that, though, before we go on to any other models, um, Jeff, what would you say about the play style of um, Grular? 
what what might make people interested uh, in them? Yeah, so if you if you're interested in a cavalry force, all mounted guys, real light cavalry running around, they have some excellent models, really cool sculpts, very dynamic horse poses um for for that. So you're going to be looking at some really cool models and you're going to get a really fast, very fluid uh free band. If you want uh if you want some fun kind of like orky foot soldiers, you can do that as well. They actually have a great ranged list. Um, if you decide to play ranged with them, they have an excellent list for that. Actually, honestly, us talking about them, I kind of want to pick them up. Yeah. I, I, I have enough. I have enough. Uh, right. Unpainted, but and then lastly yeah. is uh, you can run it. the The mixed arms force is really appealing to a lot of people where. You can um, run Grular with a splash of demons, and that that can you know. So you kind of get to pick your favorite demons and then support them with some re- demons. Lack range pretty significantly. They have like no ranged abilities, uh, and so if you uh, if you play Grular, you can have a really good ranged list, and then splash some demons in, and kind of get the best of both worlds. The real hitty punch you in the face demons along with the really good uh range list that the yeah. grular have to offer or you can even throw in the new newish ranged demon the zint what's it called zarfanax zarfanax yeah with the aoe blast so you yeah. throw that into your existing range list and you can have a really fun aoe option which they do lack they don't have very many aoe attacks um, yeah, I d- I d- so it's nice i don't actually know if he yeah. can work for him, if he works for them, I'm not sure. Wow, I'm not sure. We'd have to look that up, but there be interesting. So the first additional model I'm going to talk about, just because I I haven't looked at this, and now that I've looked at, I have to tell you guys about it. Uh, it's the Raider, and so the Raider is their mounted um, follower that you can bring. He's going to be speed ten. He costs eighteen gold, so he's a little pricey, but he's going to be speed ten. Mar D6 with a Javelin D6. Rar D6 with a Javelin D6. Uh, and then Defense 5S, so he has a shield. He's Armor Value 3, 1 Life Point, Discipline D6. He has Cavalry, Light Cavalry, Elusive 1, and Harasser, and Fast. So this guy's a Harasser. And guys, here's why I want to tell you about it. I love this. I, I love this stat line. This is so cool. Javelins are thrown weapon, which are some of my favorite in the game, because you can charge and then chuck your weapon in the shooting phase at the guy that you charged. And so that's fantastic. And then you still get to attack. And so this guy has the potential of bringing down a basic hero on the charge. Now it's going to be a little challenging because the Mar and Rar are only six. But uh, that's really exciting, I think. So yeah, it's definitely a good model. So with uh, talking about playstyle, I think they have a wide range. Um, you have multiple cap caster options. You have multiple you know faction options. Even um, as far as I can tell, you can take the Zarfanax. Just as a side note, there's it's oh, even tagged you. here on the. On the related species for World Anvil, he's a phenomenal. Uh, you just have to follow. Yeah, he's a phenomenal yeah, range option. Range option. 
So with them, you can be ranged. You can also do the melee thing. What You will always find yourself lacking in armor, but they make up for that in speed. Um, I Having played them in a tournament, I played when the ranged, or sorry, when the cavalry first came out, I played them. I will say they're very, like, uh, it's a, with cavalry, they're a little more expensive, so you end up playing less models. But even with those less models, you have a really powerful field presence because you're so fast everything is like speed eight to ten and it's just it can be really intimidating to um someone who doesn't have cavalry especially when you're trying to reach certain objective points like you that you can be up the board within a second the only thing you really got to watch out for is that your cavalry are not they have nice abilities to get out of combat but they don't necessarily have a lot of defensive abilities as far as avoiding damage so if you get a good ranged enemy like a stalker for instance or uh, some trillions or even some falcarens in there yeah they're gonna uh, you might be in trouble real fast yeah um you also might be in trouble against um some more of the finessable armies like the eclipse or something that have abilities to catch you anyway and then just trap you you know um but for the most part you know slower armies uh you don't want to get piled on but that's when you kind of keep your outliers you know, you, you strategically move your horses in a way that, you know, if you do get engaged, you can just move around and they wasted their turn following you. And now you can just run back to the middle of the board while they're little armored heroes trying to run back, you know, to the objective or something. Yeah. So uh-huh. I think, I think they're going to struggle a little bit against, um, like the, like you said, ranged, heavy range lists. They, they might struggle a little bit against. Now they do have some great mitigation for that. Uh, with some of their models, like the Impaler, but um, they, uh, yeah, they they might struggle very slightly against a ranged list because of yeah, that. Lack but that's of when dodge. you can, that's when you can take uh, you know heroes with the the uh, disguise ability that helps a lot with against ranged. Um, or you can use your faction role. If you're you know you can yep. make a make a horse come from whatever side you want and be like, hey, I just flanked your archer. Congratulations, you're dead. Um, he, you mentioned the Impaler. Um, I would say if you are going for a mounted list, the Impaler is probably one of your first pickups, other than the uh, mounted leader and the mounted warlock. Uh, would you say so as well, Jeff? Yeah, if you if you wanted to start collecting, so if you want you have the start collecting box and you think that the mount, all mounted list uh, would be great, um, the first model I would add to that, and there's a lot of non-mounted models in that, but the first model I would add is Impaler. Um, now that makes you not be able to use the Gadarl, but, uh, that, that's, it's a real solid model. I like the Impaler quite a bit. Uh, heck, while we're at it, let's just talk about his stats really quick. So this guy's going to be speed 10, Mar D 10, and then he has an Impaler that is named after his weapon. Uh, it's a D8 plus 1 damage. So on the charge, it's going to be a D8 plus 2. And then it has impact, which is when you roll damage on the charge, you get advantage. So you can roll twice and pick the result that you want. Pick the higher of the two results generally. So your D8 plus 2, rolling twice and picking the higher result. And then he's going to be defense 6. Uh here he's got a high agility and then he uses a shield so he's defense six with a shield armor value of four 
and then two life points dis d10. He also has assault, which lets him roll twice to hit on the charge. So he's going to roll twice to hit on the charge. He's going to roll twice for damage on the charge. He has hit and run, so he can make a discipline test after he charges at the end of that combat, and he can move three... Oh, sorry, his speed. He can move his speed away from that combat after the combat's over, if he passes disc desk test. Um, and then he gets nimble one. And so as long as he moves in the turn, he's plus one to his defense. So... All that to say, he's actually usually a defense 7, which is insane. That's incredibly... Even rolling a d10, you have a 60% chance of missing when you're rolling a d10. So this guy's real good. Yeah, definitely. Um, With that, you know, it depends... It really... Like, they have a lot of options for... Depending on how you want to build your list... Uh, I would say if you're going for more melee focused, you know, take a look at some of those demons like Jeff talked about earlier. I think the Skether is one a, a fantastic option. Um, to quote Jeff, fantastic there, but uh, it's a Mar D10 with two times claw attacks D8, defense five. Um, so that's nothing to sneeze at. AB three, life points uh, two, but it has stealth, chameleon, parry two with a D10 Mar, uh, agility D10, and a spirit D10. So this. These things are pretty brutal. Uh, in one of the campaigns last year, or earlier this year, we got to include them in your free band, even if it normally wouldn't. It's just like a special thing. And I really enjoyed the the Skether. It was a really good overall hero. I mean, they can get in there and get kind of hit with their AV3, but defense 5 allows them to, and parry 2, <laughs> allows them to take quite a few hits before they, um, you know, before they go down, you know, or get a chance to mitigate them, rather. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Skithers are are very good. The chameleon gives him, you know, that plus two range defense, like you said. So. Yeah, and the nice thing too, you know, talking about impalers again, you can take a dismounted version. Every mounted version in this game, you can take a dismounted. So when you're building your list, um, you can the impaler even dismounted is a pretty good model. Yep. It's still it has assault, backstep, dodge one with an agility D10. It still has that impaler D8 plus one damage, and, and then assault. impact. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And assault. So, uh, it, on the charge is still great. It's only a speed six when it's dismounted, but um, you're paying. Mm -hmm. It's a respectable hero at a defense six still. So an AV four. So that's really sweet. You get. Um, some good mitigation there and can slap some damage on there real easily. And you say um, 5 gold on the cost? Yep. So, you know, 27 gold for I think that, that hero is really good. Defense 6, AV4. I mean, I pay more for... I mean, you pay about the same for, like, a Apprentice Knight and the Heraldans, and, um, and, it, and it's, it's comparable. And he has backsteps, so that allows him... Backsteps is after combat's over with uh, there's no test or anything. You just make a free uh, three-inch move out of combat. And so what that allows you to do by making a three-inch move out of combat is next turn you can charge back in to that same combat. Yeah, that's really nice. Getting um, all your benefits again. Or to a different combat, whatever. Looking at this, I'm still not sure about that Zarfinax, if you can take it, but it still says related species over here. And as far as I can tell, you can, but I gotta actually look at the rule book before I know for sure. Good. But if you can, that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, hold on, let's 
We're gonna we're gonna check it. Well, yeah. While he looks up that, I'll talk about the life taker a little bit. A life taker is just a it's just a follower, but if you're going with a range list, this is one to look at. Um, he's a D6 RAR, bow D6, 816, and 24. Has ambush though, which um, you know we talked about that a little earlier. What they lack in armor, they make up for in some finesse. Uh, with ambush, you get to keep this guy off the table until um, during deployment. At the start of your activation, you may choose to place him on the encounter area and concealed um, concealed by terrain from all enemies with no enemy or ambushing friend within six inches or not within 12 inches of enemies with a scout or uh, an objective. So essentially, though, you get to place him in some heavy wooded forest areas or something like that. And he can just kind of hop in and not be seen and be placed, you know, near one of the objectives 12 inches away or, or whatever, and just kind of pop out of the forest and start shooting stuff. So that's a really fun uh, little mechanic that you can do. If you want to make a, you know, take him and some marauders and like a range list. And all of a sudden you've got ambushers, people coming off the sides of the table. And then you're also shooting from other areas. And so it's, it's pretty fun. Um, the dryad too, that's another demon to look at for range list. Um, she has a D eight RAR and has, a the thorny vines ability, which does entangle and throne. It's a really short range, but, um, she also has disguise so she can get right in there and, um, just kind of trick people, you know, little, little old lady. And all of a sudden she throws something at you and you're entangled. <laughs> yep. For sure. Um, I don't think they can take the Zarfanax. Their demon allies that they are allowed to take are the Morkul, um, Gadarl, Skether, Ventrex, or Ventarx, uh, rather, uh, Saryad, and Dryad. Okay, yeah. And who the, knows, that could change in the future, but... Yeah, the Zarfanax can be taken by the, uh, uh, Chakram is he's a he's a ally for the Chakram. They've been he's amphibious. Yep. So anyway, so ignore the Zarfanax in that range list, but they have some great ranged options still. The Marauder dismounted's fantastic. So yeah, uh, if you're gonna buy, uh, just to sum up, like you have the starter set. If you want to go with the mounted option, either the mounted leader or the mounted caster, are great options there. Or uh, I would pick up a Impaler as your first if, if that's what you want to go for. And then the other one is uh, if you want to be um, if you want to be on foot more you know, or run the combined arms list more, uh, Skether, excellent hero to pick up. Or another Gadarl. She's really solid in the list. And so with uh, both getting a bow and a so she's D10, D10, and then D8, D8 for her ranged attack there. So she's another really good one to pick up if you want to. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So with that, I, I don't think I have anything else I want to touch on with Grular. How about yourself, though? No, I feel really good. If you guys have uh, a, a faction that anybody has a faction that they want to hear, feel free to uh, comment, and we will uh, we'll look at going over that faction next. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful night. Again, um, like the page if you haven't. Uh, give us a listen, and um, we hope you're enjoying it. We we uh, we've been enjoying it ourselves doing this podcast, especially going over these free blades faction. It's been pretty fun. 
Um, and uh, come January, we have some something special planned as well. Um, I think we're waiting to talk on that still, though, Jeff. Or what do you think? Oh, let's just spill the beans. <laughs> All right. Um, so we are going to be um, adding a Mid Michigan or Mid Mitten podcast, Mid Mitten Gaming presents um, Curse of the Crimson Throne Adventure Path by Paizo. We are going to be uh, playing through the AP Curse of the Crimson Throne, uh, led by Mr. GM Jeff here. Hello. So you're going to be hearing a lot more voices uh, coming in on those episodes. Uh, we're at the at the moment we're going to be releasing probably two to four episodes a month on those, but they're going to be a little bit longer than our norm. But we're really excited about it. Uh, the Adventure Path is awesome. I'm excited to play it for the first time. Jeff is a veteran at that Adventure Path. He's ran it quite a few times as far as uh, once all the way through and then a few times here and there, I believe, just starting. Um, yep. It's, but, a, it's a fantastic adventure. It's kind, of, uh, the, it's kind of gritty and has a bit of a tragic feel to it uh all through the entire thing like i'm talking npc stories and stuff like that and so lots of npcs that are very memorable um and lots of uh lots of really connected and interesting really interesting story i'm really excited to uh to get to gm it again that's for sure and it's a great group of players that we have coming in to to play that really excited about um you guys getting to hear some of the stupid stuff that that we uh that we ha that we say and have during those those sessions so it should be it should be just a lot of fun and with a great story as well yeah and if you like uh, listening to role playing uh adventures uh then it's going to be a good time for you uh we definitely hope it gives you uh, some more options with our podcast to listen to we from the beginning we wanted to do um, a whole plethora of tabletop gaming things and I think it'll some people just enjoy listening to other people play since they don't have time themselves or they just like to hear the adventure path they may not be able to play and this will give you a great opportunity for that and um, like you said it'll be it'll be an adventure for sure yeah it's a really good mix of players really good uh, story and so we're we're excited to present that so first episodes will probably drop mid-January on that yeah so with that be on the lookout for that we'd love to um, have you guys tune in for that and um, we hope you enjoy all right have a good night everybody thanks for listening <laughs>